right. So we're up to the throat now. Yes. Are we going to well, my favorite, the mind's eye? Are we not done with the throat? Um, the third eye. What did I say? The mind's eye. <laughs> the mind's, the mind's eye. eye. I kind of like apple that of though. The apple, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the Finding Your Shine podcast, hosted by best friends, Nina Boyce and Liz Garster. Enjoy a dose of Monday motivation each week as we interview people lighting up the communities of health and wellness, spirituality, and personal growth. Wherever you are on your journey to health, happiness, and self-love, our real and authentic conversations with guests will keep you inspired and empowered. And keep you laughing too. Thanks for listening. We're honored to join you in finding your shine. Hey, Finding Your Shiners. Can we still call you that? Is that a thing? That's totally from the wine and shine. (laughs) I don't know what else to call them. (laughs) Finding Your Shine, friends. Welcome to this new episode we have with my good friend, Megan Trapp, who is a certified Reiki practitioner and Reiki master. Um, She is coming on to chat with you guys all about what Reiki is, because if you're anything like me, I had no idea really what Reiki was until about a year ago. And I'm into this holistic health stuff, and I find it incredibly fascinating. I've been practicing Reiki with her for, I don't know, maybe like six months now. And it's just an incredible way to balance the energy within your bodies. It relates to the chakra system. It's it's so interesting, which I'm not even going to try and get into it because Megan explains it way better than me. I definitely... So we talked a little bit... I think we touched on Reiki with Kelsey Patel because she also does that wonderful work. But Megan really does a wonderful job in this episode breaking down like all of the nitty gritty and what you can expect and you know, what she's doing and how it affects you and all of that sort of stuff. I've I've worked with her two times now. And honestly, I can say that when I work with her, it's almost like everything clears. Like I'll feel really, really stuck. And then I have a session with her. And then all of a sudden things accelerate really fast for me. Like, like there really was some kind of block. And now it's free to flow as I, far as like things happening in my life. It's very interesting. Like I feel like I need it right now as we end the year. Don't we all need a little Reiki? I feel like in my experience, I get kind of tired afterwards. Like it takes a lot out of me. And I go into some weird trippy states when I'm doing Reiki. I'm like seeing colors and I'm like having visions sometimes. Like some weird stuff happens to me during Reiki. And I think I like almost transport to another dimension. That's so dramatic. But when I'm done, I'm like, what to be expected. I feel like if anyone, if one of the two of us is being transported to another dimension, it is not me. It's definitely me. (laughs) I just, yeah, some weird stuff happens to me, but it's like a good weird. And I haven't had Reiki with her. We've been trying to make a session happen recently. And I feel it. Like it's the same thing I feel when I do acupuncture, Um, but they're different. Like acupuncture is a little bit more, I mean, it is more invasive because you have needles and it's moving your chi around. It feels like a huge cortisol flush. And Reiki just feels like, 
an overall, um, like you said, like bl- balance, like blockages are being released and you feel And clear. it doesn't involve needles, so. I like both. <laughs> I'm a fan of both holistic alternatives. Before we get started into this episode, we wanted to talk about something that we're really, really excited about that we're going to talk in more detail on a future episode. And that is our Empowered Voice conference that we're having here yes. in Columbus on September 21st. Um, you can come visit us at the Idea Foundry, which is an amazing co-working space. We haven't yet officially announced the speakers, but you are going to freak when you see the guest list. You guys are going to die. Of, it's yeah. We died. We died a little bit when we got these speakers. <laughs> like, what? You want to come hang out? Cool. <laughs> we will be officially <laughs> announcing the speakers at the start of the new year. So me and Liz are going to be putting out a solo episode talking more in detail about this conference and releasing the speakers. Yes. I will say if you're interested in knowing what this conference is about from like a high level standpoint, if you either have a wellness podcast, you're a female and you have a wellness podcast, there are a ton of us. Um, and you want to learn how to grow your podcast, how to come up with topic ideas, interviewing, getting sponsors, all of that stuff. That's this is the conference for you. Um, also, if maybe you're not currently a female wellness podcaster, but you're interested in starting one in the next year or so, this is a great way to meet other people in this space, get to hear some of your favorite podcasters, really big ones about how they've grown their audience. Um, so it's kind of dual focus, either if you already have a podcast or maybe it's something you're resolving to do in the new year. Mm-hmm. And also, if it's something you're like, I don't know if I want to start a podcast, come and meet a bunch of awesome wellness babes, because that's basically what this event is going to be about. It's going to be about community. And we're going to have some really awesome brands there that you can network with and you can meet. And of course, meeting some of these girls that I'm sure you listen to if you're a podcaster. If you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you listen to these other podcast guests that are coming to the event. And so if nothing else, it's a great way to get to meet other women in the community that are like-minded and also us. Like, let's hang. Let's, let's meet each other out. in person. There's a happy There's hour a happy hour. What could be better? Jinx. <laughs> All right. We are not going to keep talking at you because we want you to enjoy this episode with Megan Trapp. All right. Well, we are back with a new episode with my good friend, Megan, who is a Reiki practitioner. Me and Megan met through my cousin, Jessica. Yep. So how long have you been friends with Jess? So I met Jess my freshman year at Ohio State. So 2010, almost 10 years now. Oh my gosh. She's like the best person. She's such a light. I know. She is a ray of light. And then Shined our lights. I know. That's how that happened. (laughs) Shined our lights. Oh my gosh, I love it. So yeah, we're just coming on the podcast today to talk a little bit about Reiki and what Reiki is. I know that I absolutely love getting Reiki done. And Liz, you've done both an in-person and a distance session, haven't you? Both with Megan. So, and it was amazing. All of my Reiki sessions have been with you too. Yep. And you've done some in in person and distant, right? Yeah. Because you practiced distance on me when you were like in in my internship. Yep. I had to do some some trainings with it. So So before we even get started and diving into the world of Reiki, can you let everybody know just a little bit about who you are and how you even got into this? Is this your full-time thing? Is this your side gig? Let them know all of the details. Yeah. Okay. So hi, everyone. Um, My name is Megan Trapp. And like Nina said, I'm a Reiki master. I started a few years back, I kind of fell into Reiki 
I really was kind of in a crossroads with my job, not enjoying what I was doing on a day-to-day. And one of my good friends and coworkers, hi, Lauren Krauss, <laughs> she introduced me to Reiki. She wrote this holistic blog on just different things you can do in Columbus. And uh, Reiki was the only service that was free. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm going to give this a shot and see what it's all about. Yeah. So I went to um, the Reiki Center, which is in Grandview. They have free Reiki clinics, which now I'm actually a practitioner for. Um, it's the third Monday of every month. And long and short, just got kind of a tip of the iceberg taste of what Reiki is and went into it not knowing anything about it and just kind of had that open mindset. So the first time you did Reiki or had Reiki done on you, did you immediately feel the effects of it and were like, what? Or were you skeptical like that first time you went in? So... I wasn't skeptical, but I'm like, eh, we'll see if something happens. If something does, great. And if not, then like, you know, it was free and I didn't really, you know, I only yeah. wasted like an hour of my life. So on to the next thing. So I got there and just, you know, gave gave the practitioner my name and, you know, said I was just feeling a little bit in crossroads of what, you know, my job is or whatever and lied down and, and I'll get into all this later. Yeah. But during a session, they touch different, different parts of your body, which are your energy centers called your chakras. You have seven that are in your body. Mm-hmm. So so when he had his his hand on my belly, it felt like an inflated balloon almost. My stomach got huge and I felt like I had really shortness of breath and it was just wow. like a quick in and out, in and out. And anyways, after the session, he's like, I've never felt so much pent-up energy in your solar plexus. And your solar plexus is your main center for power out of your chakras. So it represents self-esteem, confidence, purpose, really Mm. feeling like you're applying your power to your life. And he said there was a disconnect between my, my solar plexus and my throat chakra, which is all about expression. So I have all this power. It's stuck in there and I'm not able to express that. And he's like, whatever you're doing on your day to day in your job, you do not feel like you're making a difference. And And you you were like, well, holy shit, you just analyzed my life. Right. (laughs) Called it. Exactly. And so that's kind of when the whole like eyebrow raised and I'm like, Ooh, this is an interesting, um, this how, how did you even know that? How did my body give yeah. off those impressions? So yeah, so I started going every month and just finding out little bits and pieces more about myself and you know whatever life situation I was in, whether it was a problem with a boyfriend or a situation with a friend or just you know anything that life throws your way, there was something about the way that my body was reading off that they could read that. Mm. They could sense that. Yeah. The body is just so incredibly wise. That's what gets me. Like you people don't believe, quote unquote, in energy work. But you, when you have an emotion, it resonates in your body. I mean, people can tell that, right? If they're scared, if they're happy, if they're frightened, their body has a certain sensation. And it's usually in like a different space in your body. Or think about when you're stressed or you have like so many thoughts going on in your head. Like you're really prone to just putting your hands like on your temples and... That body all, language. Yeah, body yep. language mm-hmm. correlates to, I'm sure, like different energy systems and where it's housed in your body. So it makes sense. But then when you say something like, well, you're going to Reiki and you're going to have this practitioner like put their hands and like feel the energy, people are like, oh no, that's woo. Right, yeah. right. And that's kind of, so I just really fell into it and started getting my certifications. And I'm like, you know what? Like this is such a practical thing that people can have. And it's labeled as such an esoteric kind of woo-woo thing that I'd really just like to make it mainstream. Yeah. And totally about that. Understandable yeah. and practical and not some like la 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 thing. Mm-hmm. So did you have you always been kind of an intuitive person? Like as you made this transition, do you think having some kind of I don't want to call it like psychic abilities or like, I don't know, intuition. Do you think 
people are prone to having more of that and are maybe more gifted at something like Reiki versus like, hey, I'm just like a masseuse. And I decided I kind of wanted to like add that to my list of things that I offer. Like, yeah. is there, describe that. Do you think it's bit. like, are you born with this intuition and you kind of right. like, you know, I think it's more kind of like all of us have it inside mm-hmm. of us. Maybe, you know, I always felt a certain connection. I grew up very religious and Catholic environment. Not that um, Reiki is more spirituality, accepts all religions, but I've always had a connection to something else greater than us. And I think having that like awareness helps. It helps chip away a little bit more at that intuition and at working towards that. But Every time people are like, so do you like do like some superpower? Do you have some magic thing about you? And it's like, no, like I am the best visualization way that I explain it. So first Reiki is um, the basic premise is that energy lives within everything and within you and me and our animals and the food we drink, everything. To have the best energy, you want to have homeostasis within all of your chakras. So that balanced out kind of like a free flowing waterfall type of thing. By doing that, I connect to the universal source of energy, which is what we want to we want to kind of have the same frequency as. And I'm just like a conduit of energy, almost mm-hmm. like a bamboo branch or a straw. So I focus on tapping into that, working through me into you. So I'm almost more so just like a... Um, You're like the vessel. I'm like the vessel. Yeah. Exactly. I think about that when I read tarot cards. Because I, I believe that everybody is naturally intuitive. It's just some of us, like you were saying, some of us have that kind of on high, just maybe with the way we've grown up or just the way we think or maybe certain situations we've encountered in our lives. And then other people, they've just sort of shut off that intuitive ability. Maybe they think they're like really logical or, or maybe they are more logic brained and they just don't tap into it enough. So it's not trained. So when I do tarot cards, I feel like I'm just naturally kind of intuitive. So I use the cards and I interpret and I, I almost like feel the energy of the other person and dig into what the cards are telling them and like where they are. And I feel like I'm just sort of this vessel. Like sometimes little ideas or things will pop into my head to say to them. And I feel like they're just like kind of plugged in from the universe. It's just like, I just feel this. I just feel that this is what I need to say. And what's interesting is like me and you host an event, like a pretty popular event, which is Tarot and Reiki um, here in Columbus. And the things that I'll say to somebody is the same things that you will say to them in Reiki. Yep. It's like I'll... there's this common energetic thread and it shocks me every time. Like I'll be like, no way. She said that too. And it's just, it's like you said, it's like this universal energy that is common to all of us. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's funny because I'll be doing a... um you know, we do these mini sessions at Wine on High, like monthly or bi-monthly. Yeah. And I'll be working on a client. And then like 10 minutes later, they'll be with Nina and she'll be like, yeah, I feel like you really, you really just need to work on grounding, getting yourself feeling stable. And I'm like, oh, I just said the same thing. Like I hear it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of yeah. how you can also sense that. But your point with the tapping into energy, I feel like it really is a choice. And, you know, me uncovering this whole journey, it, it was, it was kind of like an accidental thing, but it's still like, you know, if you want to be open to those things, they're there and everybody has the power to do it. It's more just a like, you know, before every session, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, universal power, universal energy, work through me Mm -hmm. for this person, for their greatest and highest goodness. Or like, even today before coming here, I'm like, okay, speak through me. So I'm saying the right thing. Like anything, you know, even the things I do on a day to day, I'm like, all right, make sure I'm, I'm doing for the greatest good. So... Like, so I don't think we answered, like, are you doing this full time now? Or are you still doing other things and then doing this as a, like a side? 
Yeah, venture. this is just my side hustle passion. It really just kind of turned into a, I want to get certifications and wait, I want to get another cert. Wait, I want to be a master. Oh, I want to open my business. And it's just kind of like naturally turned into a thing. But no, I do work full time. I'm in sales for a recruiting staffing company. And so this is uh, this is my side baby. Which is a conversation we have a lot on the podcast is mm-hmm. like we all are at different places. And so I was doing right. a side thing and then I went full time, but Liz is still doing a full time job and doing her side thing. And I think it's really good for our audience to hear because I think the message that gets preached a lot is like, quit your job and do your passion. Drop it all, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do that. And so it's really nice to hear somebody that is working full time, but then also like diving into this world of spirituality and intuition and servicing people in this other holistic way on the side. Yeah, and I think the biggest challenge from that is uh, balancing and juggling. Like during, um, I launched my business this June. So how do you, have you seen by channeling this energy more and being that vessel and just becoming more in touch with yourself, have you actually seen that impact your job? Because I find a lot of times these side hustles that we've, that some of us have pursued do positively impact the things we're doing full-time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, not even just in my job, but in every aspect of stress relief. Mm -hmm. Like when I need to, when I'm going a mile a minute and I know I'm like, all right, I need to shut down and these are the things I need to do to pick me up. I I like to run and now I'll listen to podcast. I actually love my Oprah super soul. <laughs> and, you know, just like listening to different things that help with mind, body, spirit or help, you know, mm-hmm. listen to a good book on quantum healing or things like that. Like, like in your interactions with coworkers or like, I don't know how you interact with people, but if that's shifted as a result? Yes, so... That's a great question. So I actually did a lunch and learn at Lifestyle Communities on uh, not bringing your stress and negative energy home with you from work. Mm. And even when you were talking about earlier about, you know, different mannerisms and, you know, when you move your body a certain way or if your brow is furrowed. (laughs) Froud. Froud. <laughs> That's the correct term. <laughs> Whatever. You when, can, your is, when your brow is stressed. Right. But even look, you're laughing and yeah. I'm laughing because of it. So positive or negative energy has, you know, these transfers and yeah. that's another concept of Reiki. And so I went through different meditations and visualizations of not taking that home with you. So mm-hmm. one of them being um, Reiki uses a lot of cord cutting and cords are pretty much these, you know, visually, if you think of like a straw or something like that, and this is a person um, usually unknowingly and not purposely draining energy from you. Mm. So many people I talk to, my clients specifically, like when we're really getting down to the root of their stress, it comes down to people in their lives that are draining their energy. You don't even realize that you the, the stress and the energy that you're carrying is not your own. Like right. you're walking around with these worries and like, you know, and you feel it in your body and you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't even mine. Like that's that person. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Even, and it doesn't always have to be a person. It can even be a task, like mm-hmm. a huge project or something that's, you know, a daunting task that you have to do at work that it's just over your head or, you know, whatever. So I imagine your solar plexus, which we spoke about, um, I imagine that's your power. is this like big ball of light. And if you think of this cord or straw kind of pulling out of that and someone sucking that light out of there, it's like visually pulling your energy out of you. Mm-hmm. So if wow. you 
like to do meditations, just imagine that you have like a really sharp pair of scissors or an axe or something that's cutting that cord from whatever source is taking that from you and protecting your energy field. So just imagining like, you know, you have, you're in a, in a bubble that nothing that doesn't serve you isn't going to, you know, go through the bubble or a ball of light surrounding you or mirrors that are blocking out negative energy, anything like that, that you can imagine. And like you asked before about work, yeah, there's times at work when maybe, you know, people are, I can sense negative energy and I'm like, bam, I'm putting my bubble up. Yeah. You're not getting in or mm-hmm. oh, I'm cutting that cord before I leave because I know that you, you've gotten to me and you're affecting me. So things like that from a full-time standpoint, I definitely, you know, use on a day-to-day. But going off of what you were saying about, you know, I know you're an entrepreneur, you mm-hmm. work full-time, Liz and I are doing like the full-time side hustle thing. Big magic Yeah, we talked about that on the podcast before. Oh, you have? Okay. Good book. Liz Gilbert, she's the dream. And I just remember her saying like, you don't have to be a starving artist about it because I am like, when I commit to something, I jump 150% in. And the whole juggling thing has been really hard for me because I'm like, oh, I want to take that client who needs something last minute, but I also want to do the thing for my personal life that I had planned. And I also want to get some work done. It's like, what do you know, how do I triage that? So it's like the struggle for everybody. Right. Is like, how do you manage personal life, side business, side hustle, whatever you want to call it. And then your main gig. Right. And that's all energy too. Like you think about if you have three things, like those three areas, you can't possibly be giving 100% to each one or else you're going to burn yourself out. So how do you, do you like give certain times when you're you know, this is my Reiki time and this is my personal time. Do you try and put it in buckets so that you don't spend all your energy or what? Nope. (laughs) You just go for it. I should probably do that. But I mean, yeah, it's one of those, like, I just love it so much that I want to like spread the word. So I'm like, oh yeah, I'll take that client. Oh yeah, Yeah. I'll, you know, go to this work happy hour that I have to do. And then, oh, it's like the, the thing that slips through the cracks the most is the me time. Yeah. And then when there's too much staggered up, I tap out and I cancel everything and then I have the meantime. So that that's just an internal kind of we struggle. We all have the internal struggle. The struggle of the juggle, I guess. But yeah, so. Yeah. No, I'm curious if when you're actually doing Reiki, like is that energy, what is it? Because I know there's like touching and like being near the energy sources and the different chakras. What like, what does that feel like? Like, like, am I hot on my stomach? Am I like cold on my feet? Mm, That's such a good question. I'm curious too. Yeah. So every time I give Reiki to a new person, they're like, what do I expect? You know, what can I see? So a lot of times, like you said, it'll be heat or you'll have the chills. It'll feel really cold. It can also feel kind of like like fluttering or tingling feeling. A lot of mm-hmm. times in people's legs, you can feel energy and they can sense like a tingling sensation. Or, I feel like a heaviness sometimes. Or a heaviness. My, yeah. my arms feel totally weighed down. What do you feel though? So I kind of sense and going back to that like flowing water, like that's always my visualization of, you know, you want your body to be just like a flowing stream. And when we are physically or emotionally exhausted or depleted, sometimes those chakras can become affected and blocked and then it makes the situation worse. Mm. So for example, like if you are at work and your boss is stressing you out emotionally, you know, a certain chakra might become blocked and then you get physically, you know, exhausted at the end of the day and you can't do anything you wanted to do. Or on the other end of it, you get migraines or things like that. So 
so yeah, so it's all kind of intertwined. But on my end, when I'm doing Reiki on people, I imagine this kind of water metaphor. Um, and the blockage to me, it's like a big boulder, like in the way. And I, when I, um, when I do Reiki, even on distant Reiki, but especially in person, when I have my hands actually on the um, person receiving, it feels almost like I can feel their circulation. Mm. Everyone's kind of different. Like sometimes it's heat or coolness, but a lot of time it's like me imagining that water flowing evenly. And when I feel it flowing too heavily, that's when I kind of know you've got some pent up energy there or you're lacking a lot of energy there. So I've heard, I heard a story of someone who was getting a massage done and somebody did Reiki on them, like not without asking. Are you talking about me? No. Oh, was that your story? <laughs> gonna, oh my I, God, is that your story? Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> Did hilarious. I, tell you I think you told me okay. this. Okay. So this goes into my question. That's, yeah. that's really funny that it was you. Can you, like just talking right now, so talking to me and Liz, can you tap into our energy if you want to? Or do you have to be like, I'm intentionally doing Reiki? Like, are you ever hanging out with me and you're like, God, Nina's energy is on high. Right. <laughs> like, and and you would want to fix it or I don't know, like do you have to tap into it or can you just sense it now that you're so into it? No, that's a great question. So I... A lot of Reiki practitioners have been trained in certain ways. I, I've been taught the Usui method, which is the most traditional um, Eastern you know, form of Reiki. This one taps into your intuition. We actually touch the client. We give you feedback on your chakras and we dig deep. And the other one is more kind of Western, very clinical. So mm-hmm. I can't speak to every Reiki method, but for me, the golden rule is like, you have to ask for permission. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was so shocked when this woman, I'm like, are you doing some energy work on me that I like did you not give you consent? It. I could feel it. And I'm like, wow. are you giving me, like at the end, I'm like, are you a Reiki practitioner by chance? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I could feel you doing that, girl. You should probably, should probably start asking people, you yeah, know? Yeah, because what if people don't want yeah. their energy mess? Right. <laughs> well, it's funny because I'll like, I'll be laying there with my boyfriend sometimes and I'm like, oh, I just love you. I want to give you my energy, blah, blah, blah. And I start doing, I'm like, wait, I'm not allowed to be doing that. So I stop. But yeah. But like, can you be sitting in a room and you're like, that person's energy is real, real blocked? Or do you have to actually go into it and like tap into it? I can't sit here and sense that you have a blockage in your heart chakra. Yeah. But I can feel people's presence and your auras. And I can tell like, you're really weighed down. You know, you've got a yeah. lot that you're, you know, that's just pushing down on you that that you don't need. So. I I feel that I what about do mine. That. <laughs> no, I, don't I think feel you're like you're light over me, there. Oh right? no, 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 yeah, <laughs> Liz, you are light as a feather. Do that because I got wine screen right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you're enjoying your wine right now. I feel like that's something that most people can do, and it's, it's another one of those intuitive things that they might have shut off. But I am so sensitive to other oh, people's yeah. energy. I walk into a room, specifically my husband's, because he has such a. I mean, Liz is sensitive to it too. Like, you know, like certain people have such like a power energy or like when they're mm-hmm. angry, it's such like a fierce energy yep. that I feel like if if that's, you know, my husband and he's in one of those moods, it like seeps into me or I'm like, whoa. Put up the bubble. Yeah, put up the bubble. Yep. Like, and is that any way related to being a highly sensitive person? Like, are they correlated in any way? So I think of it almost like you're an empath. Like Mm -hmm. you're very sensitive to other people's energies. And a lot of times empaths are also just very sensitive to when other people are hurting. Like you're you're a very empathetic person in general. You relate a lot to when people are, you almost take on their pain yourself. Um, Would you say you were an empath before you started this? Oh yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm 100%. Liz, I think you are too. I am. Yeah. Yeah, especially I'm thinking about like, it always happens if Zach and I are in like an argument or, or not an argument, but like the other day he snapped at me and I get like really, like I just like absorb mm-hmm. that, like lash out, like really hard, like harshly. And he, he's always like, I didn't snap at you. Like Simon, I didn't even yell or anything. And I'm like, there's something about, I've always just thought that I was a really, really sensitive person, but I really do like people do things and it just like seeps into me. Mm-hmm. That's a good analogy that one of you said. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I was, used to be in work meetings, I could tell like people would be super tense yes. and I would just tense. And yep. I, or if I'm with somebody that has super high energy, sometimes I'm like, like, which is probably me. I bet other people feel that way when they're with me. Or if I'm with somebody that's just like mm, in a mood or like block, I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here. Yeah. Like, I feel it in my entire It's like body. dimming your light a little bit. And yeah, yeah. I mean that… Empaths typically have a, a large energy field. So like some people's can, re- I mean, not that anybody can see what I'm doing here, but sometimes your bubble can be really close to you or it can be super far out. And a lot of empaths have this like super far out. I can I can test yours here in a second mm. and tell you where, where it lies, but Ooh, where yeah. you give room for more things to seep in. And that's why empaths are so sensitive. So for our listeners that, are maybe thinking of trying out Reiki for the first time and are like, okay, I get it. Like you're going to put your hands on different parts of my body and that sounds weird, but... Fully clothed, yeah, by the way. fully clothed. <laughs> um, and, and feel out my energy. They know to experience... They might experience some tingles and all of that. But um, can you explain a little bit more, maybe scientifically for the people that need it? Like what are the chakras? Like what are the different chakras and what can they expect to get freed up. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, okay. definitely. So first and foremost, Reiki, just to, you know, go on that kind of normalized route that I was talking about. Yeah. First and foremost, its objective is for stress relief, pain management, relaxation, helping with, you know, management of anxiety and things like that. But on that deeper level, I work with the chakra system, just how acupuncture um, practitioners, they work with the meridians. Mm -hmm. That's Chinese. They work with ki. We work with chi. It's uh, Reiki is an ancient Japanese technique. So while you, you know, lie on the table, I kind of intuitively go with wherever I feel like needs to be worked on first. And typically a session is an hour long. Starting at your chakras, so we'll start at your um, your root. So that would be your calf all the way to your feet. And um, your root chakra is all about grounding. So people that might have a blockage or lack of energy in this energy center might, one, it's a first indicator of anxiety. Um, you don't feel like you're rooted into the earth. That was me. Yep. Our first sessions... Or when I was still working and I haven't, I hadn't quit my job yet. And I remember it was like hardcore. You're like, you're not grounded, girl. And also I felt so much heaviness in my feet. So when when I was getting it done, I felt like my feet were like extending into the ground. And they were just like tree trunks. Yep. Well, they weren't yet, but like that's what I felt like wanted to happen. I feel like 
when you, because you were in this weird transition of like, I'm stuck where, like you're almost like stuck in mud. Yeah. That's why they were so heavy. Ooh, yeah. A lot of times when people are between changes or if you live in, you know, like uh, my sister, she was moving from, she, you know, ended a relationship, was moving from that to my mom's and then to a new apartment. You know, if you're just kind of, um, if you don't feel safe and secure and stable and where you're at, a lot of times you'll have a blockage in your root, mm-hmm. which is where you were at. Mm-hmm. Color-wise, anything associated with um, black and red has to do with your root. So obsidian, which is a black stone, is typically the the crystal that I use. It's actually a really good protection stone. Protection stone? Sorry. <laughs> I think I have a pendulum in here that I... Whatever. Well, here's the I was just envisioning like... I don't know. I, I can't see your bag right now, but I was just imagining like a sack full of crystals and you were about to like pull out. I wish I would have brought like, Here them. Here you go. Yeah. I mean, they can't, the audience can't see them anyway. Right. We can I guess lie that's true. And say, Whatever. Yeah. It'll we just be show and tell for you guys. Yeah. yeah. Right. A lot of times they're also associated with, I actually listened to this on almost 30 podcasts and I cannot think of the woman's name, but she talked about Maslow's hierarchy of needs mm-hmm. and from the bottom to the top of, um, just, you know, the first is the basic human survival instincts. And that's what the ground chakra is all about. The root chakra, all about just feeling safe. Yeah. Feeling, you well, know, stable. Isn't that, when I work with people, I feel like that's the main thing I'm trying to preach is like in everything, your body wants to feel safe. So it wants to feel safe with the food you put into your to your body. It wants to feel safe with the thoughts that you're you're telling your body. It wants to feel safe in life. And so it's interesting. Like it again relates back to Reiki. Like feeling grounded is that first step that you need in order to achieve all of the other areas of your life. Yeah. And I always think it's interesting because when you think anxiety, you think it's in your head, right? And you think it's your overthinking and your thoughts and that's your third eye. And I, I'll work my way up there eventually, but it's interesting that it's actually that very innate, that human, like we just need to feel safe. And yeah. that's actually why we feel anxious. Yeah. Cause when we don't feel safe, then every, then you're on the defense. Then you're the like, rest What's wrong? is What's history. Wrong? And then, exactly. Oh, yep. that, yeah. That's cool. Yep. I never can remember the second, because the third one's the solar plexus, right? Yes. and Because that was clogged for me, and I never can remember the second one. I'm like, there's something between that first and third one. The second one is kind of like a hidden ninja, because a lot of times it's not, it's not the first thing that's going to be blocked. It's your sacral chakra, which mm-hmm. has a lot to do with your creativity, your emotions, and also like your reproductive and sexual organs and um, digestive, all that kind of stuff. I'm surprised like that that one isn't blocked. Here? The, like, is that where it, it would lives? be your thigh area and then all of your like reproductive parts, which I obviously don't touch. I just touch your thighs, FYI. Do you <laughs> love that I was just like, is that my uterus? Is that- <laughs> <laughs> I also have a very strong remembrance of my, you were on my... Um, what's what's the second one your called? Your sacral. On my sacral chakra. So you're on my thighs. Right. And as I was lying there, all of my creative thoughts were coming to me. Uh, I like remember that. Madness. That was super cool. Mm-hmm. It was like everything, like all of the thoughts I wanted to do and like the things I'm launching and what am I doing in my career and this, this, and this with this client. And all of a sudden I asked, I was like, are you doing something with creativity right now? And you were like, yeah, I'm on your sacral chakra. You have a lot going on. And I was like, well, my mind is like spinning on fire. And so that was a really, that was imbalanced for me, right? I was like overextended in the creative. Yes, because you were in between that job still and you didn't have that outlet of creativity, if that makes sense. So I, it was just a lot of pent up. It was just a lot. Yeah. Like it, yeah, and I needed to like let it out. Yep. I had all the thoughts. It's like, okay, get all those creative thoughts just out into the out. world. 
Yeah. She had to birth that creativity. Exactly. <laughs> birth that I chakra. Did. Yeah. Okay. So then we have our root, we have our sacral, and what's our third? Your solar plexus. Sol- so, that's Liz's yep. one. That, that was, was my, my favorite one. one. Oh, and your sacral is also orange. So it kind of actually goes all the way up to the Colors of the Rainbow. Orange Biv. Roygy Biv. Roygy Biv, baby. I didn't even think about that. Yep. So orange is your sacral. Um, a lot of times um, citrine, I believe, is the crystal for that. I, by the way, crystal-wise, I'm not a crystal expert. I just work with them in relation to chakras. So yeah. solar plexus, that one's my favorite because I feel like that one is just this ball of light that sometimes just needs to shine a little bit further. It's all your power, your self-esteem, your confidence. Mm. just feeling like you have that purpose. A lot of times that can be blocked by those cords or just blocked in general when you're you're containing your own power. And Liz, that was yours, right? You were just containing your own power. It was. I got some pyrite. Oh, good. I put on, like if I meditate, I'll put it like on my um, solar plexus. And so I think mm-hmm. tiger's eye. Was I was going to say, that was going to be the one that I said. Yeah, this mm-hmm. guy here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a couple different, there's probably, I mean, there's many stones. So there's a couple different for each chakra that you can work with, but those are just the ones that I particularly like. So I love it. What's next? So next is your heart chakra. And I love that one. I know. (laughs) I love it too, because well, one, I, um, that was my big one besides the solar plexus with the work thing. I was going through just a hard time in my life with a lot of not only your heart chakra is connection to others and also your connection to yourself. Mm-hmm. And I was draining a lot of my energy towards a certain connection to a certain someone. And that was draining the relationship I had with myself. And so that was like my maybe second or third Reiki session that I had that they're like, you just really need to work on a lot of self-love. So when we first met, I feel like you were still like meddling in that area. Yeah, when I met you, you had crystals in your bra. Yeah. <laughs> Jess is like, you're going to love my cousin Nina. She has, she wears crystals in her bra. I'm like, oh my God, I just put all these rose quartz to work on myself. Love. So that's, yeah. I know. I also, is that uncomfortable, Nina? Like, it's to have fine. Poking at you. I found a crystal in my pocket today. We were together and I reached down to my pocket and I was like, oh, I have a crystal in my pocket. I know you it was meant, meant to, to be. Find it. Yeah. Right. I think that I pulled a card for you or something once that had to do with like cutting a cord of a relationship. Yes, you did. That was a long, long time ago. Yeah. But anyway, the so cord, the, heart the cord chakra, was cut. The cord has been cut. <laughs> it's been cut. Yeah. And um, cords besides your solar plexus also tend to pull from that that heart chakra because they either pull from your confidence, which is your solar plexus, or your self love. And that, yeah, I just, I just love that that chakra in general too because it is all your connection to others, and um, you can really tell when somebody hasn't been doing some me work or has, you know, been holding back from other people. When you put your hands on my heart, I always feel like a warmth, like a good warmth, though. Like I can, I feel different things when you're doing Reiki on me, and every time you're like up on the heart, I'm like. Ooh, we're at the heart. Ooh, like, to, you have really good energy in your heart. I remember like oh, always Oh, do having. I? Okay, oh, you that's do. A good, yeah. So that would be it. Good. Look at Liz. That's why I like, that's why I love I'm like, you. Oh, I love you guys. My heart is full watching you. I wish <laughs> that you were with us. Liz is recording um, in her home in Cuyahoga Falls today and me and Megan are here in Columbus. So we're like over here jamming and Liz is if on I the screen. If I had been smart, I'm coming down this weekend. I would have waited. Oh, man. I didn't put any thought into it at all. But that's okay. That's okay. We're all here. Yeah, now. this is fun. Yeah. Okay. What's after the heart? 
Also, your heart chakra. Um, I don't know if I talked green? about pain and stuff. Yeah, green and then pink, but typically, yeah, green if you're going to go with the rainbow. Pink if you're going to mm-hmm. go with like the rose quartz and stuff like that. A lot of times too, if people have shoulder or back pain, that's associated with your heart chakra because mm. you're almost, if if you're very um, jaded or if you're protective of yourself or others, it's almost like this pain is kind of like a yeah. shell that hunches over your heart and blocks it from letting people in. So we get that sometimes. That reminded me of like the old women that are just so hunched over. And now every time I'm going to see them, I'm going to be like… osteoporosis is what that is. (laughs) But I think next time I'm going to be like, girl, get your shield off. Let me give you some rose quartz. Yeah. Yeah. Open up Um, your blockages. Imagine me going up to like an 80-year-old woman and be like, like, shut up. I have bone deficiencies. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, I have a, this is a really random question, but when you're talking about like other feelings, places, it made me wonder. I, for like four or five months, have been getting random numbness in the back of my neck, like all the time. Is that anything? Or is that just like that I sit too much? <laughs> no, so your, th- your neck is associated with your throat chakra, and that's your Makes sense. E- expression. That is either, you know, expressing yourself to someone that you're upset about, maybe not speaking up at a meeting, you know, containing your expression or talking all the time. Like I tend to have word vomit. So that's where my throat chakra issues come from. (laughs) Or even on a bigger scale, expressing yourself. So when I talked about my first session that my throat was um, not connected to my solar plexus, I wasn't truly expressing my power and who I really was to the world. So it's it can be even at that large scale. Um, the reason why neck and throat pain and even headaches um, are associated with your throat chakra is because it blocks off your heart and your third eye, your mind. Hmm. So sometimes you can be you know, so caught in the middle of of those two that you don't know what to do. So you don't do anything and then you don't express anything. And Ooh. then that's where the blockage comes from. I might need to explore that in the next session. Okay. <laughs> Liz is like, I see I'm booking my session right, right after. Right. I need a session too. I by know. The way. We haven't gotten one in a while. Uh, I was thinking I, about that. I need it hardcore. Yeah. All right. So we're up to the throat now. Yes. Are we going to well, my favorite, the mind's eye? Are we not done with the throat? Um, the third eye. The third eye. What did I say? The mind's eye. <laughs> the mind's eye. I kind of like apple that of though. My eye. The apple, yes. Yeah. Your throat, any light blue. Uh, crystals, by the way. Ooh. Like, I, I, think- I like that because it reminds me of like water flowing and I feel like fluidity of like voice and thoughts and... Right. And it's um, lapis lazuli. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly, but that's the, the light blue one that's typically associated with that one. And then your third eye. Your um, mind's eye. The mind's yeah, eye. The mind's but eye. that also is the mind's eye. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but... Yeah. <laughs> you're not wrong, <laughs> but, but, you're not wrong. Right. but you're not totally right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that is all associated with your intuition. Just with your mind, with your mind's eye and your mind mm-hmm. power. Um, a lot of times I'll have a third eye sh- uh, blockage if I think, to, if I'm overthinking, if you're monkey minded, if you yeah. have, you know, one feeling associated with a thought and then you, you know, really happy because you got, you did something good at work and then something shitty happens and then down the branch you go and you're having awful thoughts. Um, that's another um, Elizabeth Gilbert, Gilbert uh 
terminology that I learned. <laughs> but anyways, long story, just lots of thoughts happening and it's almost controlling and blocking like the rest of your chakras because your mind is super powerful and it has that tendency to overtake everything. Yeah. I feel like I can get stuck there quite often. Yes. I'm having this thing right now where I feel like I'm having, I have problems with all of these. With all the I'm chakras? Like, oh, no, that's my problem. No, wait, that was my problem. Oh, also that <laughs> Sign one. Sign me up for all of them. Well, yeah. <laughs> and the problem with like doing this too, because I try to be careful because obviously we all have things that we can work on. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want the like, you know, the purpose of a session to be like, let me tell you what's wrong with you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have to be really careful about that. But also when, I was saying, you know, I feel these certain things and you feel these certain things. Also, you might see colors too. I was going to say, I wanted to talk about that because I see hella colors. Like all the colors. And that happens a lot. I just had a girl, I saw purple the whole time. And actually, this is great for the third eye. Yeah, I saw purple the entire session. And I'm like, usually I see other colors. I'm like, I feel like your mind is taking over the all of your other energy centers and Mm. just kind of like almost fogging them up with, with all your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And um, we got done. I said the purple thing. She's like, no shit. I saw purple like the whole time too. Yeah. So it's just kind What's of fun. green again? I feel like I see waves of green and yellow Your heart lot. chakra. Oh, the that, green see, energy in your heart. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. yeah. I see green and yellow all the time. And then sometimes- I see purple and blue a lot. You do. Yeah. And, and this doesn't happen super often, but sometimes I'll see these like visuals, these images or things like that, where I'm like, hey, I got to tell you, I see an elephant. I don't know what the hell that means, mm-hmm. but I, I just feel, you know, like I have to tell you. And Liz, I think I saw like some- You saw a swan. A swan. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember a seeing a bird. I tend to see a lot of birds for some reason, but, um, but yeah, like they're all randomly, like they have some meaning. I was actually um, working on a patient at uh, the Ohio State hospital and um he was you know in the ICU this and that whatever and I'm like for some reason I see a horse I'm like I don't know what that message is supposed to mean for you um and you know we were working on a lot of the heart chakra like the self-love and you know giving yourself the power to keep going and this and that and I guess as a child they called him the iron horse oh my gosh growing that's up. cool so it was kind of like go back to that power that you had yeah so I saw whales once and I was doing a Reiki session. I saw these little like whales. Like what? Just Did still you? don't know what that means, but yeah. ooh, something else I think is cool. So whenever I've had a tarot reading or something with a psychic or a Reiki session or a shot, I had a shamanic session, which was really cool. Yeah, those are the best. Archangel Michael popped up. You have all him all the, the time. time. Yep. All the time. He pops up in my readings. Um, I had an, a reading with Tara of Elevate the Globe who was on the podcast like a while back. And she was like, Archangel Michael is like with us. I had a shamanic reading. The first thing she said was like Archangel Michael showed up. And then he came to you in our session. You were like, yeah, I I saw him. He was there. Yep. Yeah. He's my like protective dude. Yeah. So I refer to those as spirit guides. Yeah, I love spirit guides. I like thinking of them as kind of your guardian angels and pretty much the purpose of them. So the way that I see how we live in our world right now is that we're all spiritual beings living as humans. Oh, that's what I think too. Yeah, spirits having a human a human experience. So it's wait, spiritual beings living on a human plane, having a human experience, mm-hmm. something like that. And these spirit guides are living on that spiritual plane, but guiding us through this human experience. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Archangel Michael is definitely one of yours. A lot of the, that's why the cool thing about Reiki is that it is spiritual. It's not religious. You can have Archangel Michael, you can have the Buddha, uh, you know, you can have 
uh, Shiva, you know, certain anything come to you. Um, sometimes it'll be like mine's a little dragon that I have. Like, you know, you never know what you're going to get. I found out what my spirit animal was when I had my shamanic reading and it was the fox. And I thought that was really cool. But I have what an app on my say? phone. Yeah, I have an app on my phone <laughs> called <laughs> Keepers <laughs> of the Light. <laughs> Guys, I'm telling you something really cool and oh. you're just thinking about I'm foxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have an app on my phone called Oracles of the Light. Keepers of the Light. Sorry, Keepers of the Light Oracle Cards. And it's it incorporates like all of the spirit guides like Shiva and Buddha and like Jesus is thrown in there. Right. And it doesn't matter. Like even if you're religious, like so say you're Christian and you believe in Jesus, that's that's fine. But also just from a spiritual plane, like he's a spiritual being, you know, that can be one of your guides, whether right. or not you're Christian and faith or not. So I think that's so cool that there's like a difference between being religious and then also just having spiritual beliefs. Yep. Yep, definitely. And that's why it's cool because I'll do um I'll do Reiki. I do it once a month at the Ronald McDonald House or our um the Reiki Centers, their philanthropy or their nonprofit, it's called Stone Sioux Project, and they go to the VA and they go to Amethyst and they go to Nationwide Children's. And so it's it's more widely accepted than just a religious yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. So and the medical world is now pairing like Reiki with medicine, which I also think justifies things for people. It's like, okay, if you go and to Western medicine, they're now also validating like these Eastern ways of healing, like acupuncture and Reiki. Right. And, but the hard part is how do you validate it, right? I talked to it's this. it's a feeling. Because it's a feeling. So I, um, I also do work besides at the Reiki Center. I'm at an acupuncture place. It's called Fine Balance Acupuncture. It's in Gehanna. And her and I talk about this all the time. She's like, you know, a lot of people think this acupuncture is a placebo effect or, you know, you read about that. It's just this woo-woo, whatever. And it's like, hey, if it works then whatever. That's my thought. I mean, if I feel like it's a win-win either way. Either it's like legit and it's working in the way that it's designed and its practitioners are saying that it works or it's the placebo effect and that's cool. It's still working for you if that's the case. Like some things, something positive is happening in either way, whether it's like officially, technically, scientifically working or not. I have this belief, like the placebo effect is a thing. Like when you change your thoughts, it changes what happens in your body. Yep. So, okay, we're calling it the placebo effect. Well, what's wrong with calling it the placebo effect? You're actually changing chemically your body just by changing Mm -hmm. your thoughts. So that's a thing. And we don't credit that enough. And the other thing I was going to say is like, when I have acupuncture done or Reiki, I feel things in my body. Like I feel heat. I feel tingling. I've gone to acupuncture before and she's put the needles like on my abdomen. I had cramps and they went away afterwards. It's like, okay, so I didn't think them away. I can't think my cramps away or, you mm-hmm. know, I can't think that my feet are tingling. My feet are tingling. Right. I mean, I guess you could, you could think it and maybe manifest it, but. Yeah. And I think the, I mean, acupuncture is a lot more physical than Reiki where you, there's a needle, there's a physical object right. associated with. So a lot of times with Reiki, it's like, well, what what are you going to do? You're just going to touch me and things are going to get fixed. Yeah, so right. Which that, is- but it's like, just be open to it. Why not? Like I always, that's really why I fell into it. I just asked why not and went and changed my life. And me and Liz <laughs> so, have, from experiencing it, can say the same. Yeah. When something becomes unblocked, <laughs> so like once Sorry. someone's gone through their session and like you've, gotten that blockage out of the way, the way, what can they expect to feel like in the days or weeks following a session? Like, how does that impact them? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So 
any type of energetic release, people will have a different response to. Just like in a session, you'll feel heat or coolness or sea colors or, you know, might not feel anything. After a session, I always, I don't like guaranteeing, but I always almost guarantee a great night's sleep because your body is just working through and releasing a ton of energy that's not serving you. Mm-hmm. I said that to someone once and then they were like up all night. So like, I don't oh want to like a hundred percent, but I always have a great night's sleep. On top of that, you know, you might feel the chills. You might, you know, I've had people cry in sessions and have breakthroughs, emotional breakthroughs. Sometimes they're even tears with like no emotional reaction. Um, I know it's just like tears running down the sides of their face, but they're like breathing in tur- I mean, not that you don't breathe when you cry, yeah. right? they're just like a normal, right. yeah. normal thing. I feel really tired. So sometimes it's physically exhausting too. Well, hence why you sleep well. Yeah. And I also feel a little bit kind of out of it. So like sometimes Cody will be like, did you just get Reiki done? A little walked out. Yeah. I'm just kind of like living in my little easy flow life. And I I mean, I I technically kind of do that all the time, but I'm just like, like my brain doesn't seem to be working right away. Yep. Not to sound scary. It's just like, I'm a little bit like in my la la land. Yeah. And your body could be just focusing on other, you know, rather than being honed in your mind, which is usually where, you know, where we like to live at. So Mm -hmm. that could be it too. So when you were talking about the, um, what was it? How your, your thoughts affect, what were you guys How your thoughts affect your body and like chemically change, like what's going on. Oh yeah. Like the placebo effect. Yes. Right. Yes, exactly. So in Reiki, we studied this doctor. His name is Masaru Emoto. He was a a Japanese author and psychologist. And he, um, he pretty much believed, he studied that certain thoughts um, can change the chemical composition of our bodies. 100%. Yep. And the study is super cool. I just shared it on my Instagram this past week, but he studied um, water and spoke to a cup of water, um, positive words like happiness, family, love. I think he even said like Mother Teresa and certain things like that. And then mm-hmm. he froze the these water molecules. And then he did the same with another cup of water in negative words. So like, you know, hatred and killing, I don't know, whatever, all those. Yeah, let's throw out all the worst All the bad ones. So um, froze both of them. And when he uncovered them under a microscope, all of the positive words were beautiful snowflake, mm. crystallized um, structures. And then all the negative were like these like chaotic, conglomerate-y nothings. Because so your words have energy. Because your words have energy. And our bodies are 70% water. So, you know, when uh, people, Yes, you're people, preaching my language now. Right, exactly. So, you know, when you wake up every day, this was actually when I was working on my heart chakra a lot, I would be, I would make, I would have an affirmation. I'd say you're strong, confident, loved. I can't think of the rest of it, but it was a whole little list of just things that you tell yourself every day. And that, that, that changes you. If you wake up and say negative things, it's going to do the same thing. So something I say to my clients is like, even if it doesn't feel like you believe it, like your mind doesn't believe it, your body is changing. So if you're saying to yourself, and I know there's a lot of things uh, where people are kind of like, "Mm, affirmations, you can't just say, oh, I'm happy and then be happy. No, I'm not saying that. Like, you can't just be like, I'm happy today. And then you're going to be happy. But you can say like, I'm filled with light and like, I'm filled with joy. And I am, you know, a beautiful person inside and out. And that's going to start changing the structure of your body. And number one, it's going to actually ease your body into a parasympathetic and calm state, which is then going to change other chemical reactions in your body. And even if your brain isn't catching up yet, 
it'll eventually, the more you you fix those, you know, reactions in your body and you calm your body, the, the more your mind's going to then follow along with you. Yeah. And um, we also, that's another, you know, big part of Reiki is affirmations. And the one other thing with that, always make it a present tense, the thing you want to be. So I am successful. I am, yeah. you can even do, I am happy. The key and the trick to any affirmation is having an emotional charged attachment to it. So do you really want to be happy or are you just saying it like how yeah. how much do you want it? Are you actually going to work towards it or are you going to say, I'm happy every morning and then like sit on your couch and eat a bag of chips the whole day? Or, right. You, you have because to. Because energy too. Right. I had my first um, like noticeable shift with affirmations actually this past weekend because um, I was flying. Oh. Which Nina knows I hate. Yeah, flying. I often will like rock in the fetal position or scream in my husband's shirt. Like that's, these are things that happen. I'm like a crazy person. I do a lot of like banging my wrists together. Like Zach says, it's like I have ticks when I fly. But anyway, I, I know I was like, Liz, you're on this plane. Like people, you look ridiculous <laughs> a lot of times. Let's try to like make everyone feel okay when turbulence hits and not make them feel uncomfortable because you're being weird. So <laughs> that sounds like me in an elevator. Like, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta get out of that elevator. <laughs> People are like, you're a mad woman. So I, the ones that I chose were, I am safe. Obviously that was a helpful one. Mm-hmm. And I trust because I was like, there is a higher power that is like guiding this airplane through the sky. And I trust that it'll get me to my final destination and that I will continue to have life after this moment and not die. <laughs> Love it. So I just kept being like, I am safe. I trust. I am safe. I trust. And it actually, like I've tried to meditate before on planes. Like I've tried this before and unsuccessfully many, many times. And it actually it really did. I I mean, I still like, I could still feel a little bit of that anxiety, like heat mm-hmm. and things that, you know, when you start to get kind of panicky. But it was, a, I mean, a lot better. I always listen to a spiritual podcast because I feel like it just puts me in this mode of like something greater and I believe it and I have to do that. I, maybe I should just listen to spiritual podcasts when I go into elevators. Maybe that would help me. Yeah, do it. I've only had, um, I'm fine with flying and I'm fine with elevators. But well, good for you, Megan. Um, but <laughs> I got a lash lift. Have you guys ever gotten a lash lift? No. I know no. I know this sounds a little whatever, but um, my eyelashes are poker straight. And I went to my, S, my esthetician. Yeah. I always say that yeah. wrong. It's pretty much a perm for your eyelashes. So they curl up, but mm. you have to keep your eyes shut for like 25 minutes and they like use a glue, they use an adhesive and they literally put like a weight on them. Ooh, that freaks like me out. Like a mold. And she just like turned off. I mean, I know it's a part of the process, but she just like turned the lights off and left. So I whipped out literally these like these meditation beads and I just started meditating because I'm like, I don't know. What, what if what if they, they glue my eyes shut or, you know, yeah, your mind goes yeah. through these things and I'm like, I'm safe. I'm fine. You know, mm-hmm. naming things I'm grateful for. And yeah, if you focus on that kind of stuff, it definitely, it gets the fog away yeah. of, mm-hmm. of, you know, your mind going down the rabbit hole and that's your third eye just figuring out, you know, what, what like- could happen? What could happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the wisdom, what I was going to say, you, you said you were, um, Connecting to the higher power, that's all your wisdom and that's associated with your crown chakra, which is the seventh that we didn't even get to. Oh. <laughs> so figure that, figure that would be a good segue. So that one is kind of like the almighty of the chakras. It aligns the rest of the chakras because it connects to that highest source. If you think of them, if you guys ever see a lotus flower, that each chakra is associated with you know a, a flower with certain amount of petals. And the first starts, I believe, with four 
three or four at your root and works all the way up to this open lotus flower. And that's when you're like fully open, fully awakened, and fully in line with um, that higher power. So That makes me feel so good. When we were doing yeah. Reiki at the Good Fest and Kelsey Patel, she was on a couple episodes ago. I highly recommend that episode. I always, if I get into a really calm state, I envision myself like in this little white dress, like sitting on a mountain with my eyes closed and I feel so free and I feel like it's the open lotus. Yes. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, that's it. That's the place I need to live in and be at. But then, you know, we're living in a human existence. So it's not always going to be there. But. It's hard to, yeah, be aware of that all the time. But I think you did the right thing, Liz, because you're talking about safe, which is your root chakra. You want to feel grounded mm. and contained, but then you're also connecting to the highest, greatest power there is. Oh, I had both ends mm. yeah, covered. Yeah, both ends. Both ends covered. Unintentionally. <laughs> yeah. So if our listeners are, you know, getting super psyched about this conversation and like, I want to try Reiki um, and they're not in Columbus, because obviously if they're in Columbus, they can book a session with you here. Can you do distant sessions on them? Yes. Which I've done on both of you. So I'm excited to talk about that too. I typically, the Yusui method with in-person sessions is through touch. That adds another kind of connective you know, connection between myself and, and the client. But the cool thing about Reiki is that energy lives within everything, including the air particles. So I could technically work on your aura from here. Mm. I mean, I like to do the touch because I can get a better sense, but that's where the indistant comes from because I can do distant Reiki on you. And I just focus on sending whatever energy through those particles. And um, you lie there as if I'm there in person. So And I felt you do a sweep at the end. So when you're done with it, Reiki, you sweep off the I old energy. The I felt it too. Distant-wise. And I mm-hmm. said to myself, because even though I'm all into this, I always, like that logical part of my brain is like, is this really working? I felt you doing it. And I was like, okay, Nina, if you're making this up, then she's not going to call because you call like right after. Right. And I was like, but if she really is doing the sweep right now in this distance Reiki session, she'll call you in like a minute. And well, like you called me in a minute. I was like, holy crap. I actually felt her doing that to me. And you weren't even in the same room. Yeah. I mean, that's- You weren't even in the same building. No. Yeah. I mean, you and I, we weren't even in the same city. Yeah. And I've done it, you know, cross country. And that is when I get like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Even you, I'm sure. You're like, this this works. Yeah. Or even- One thing that's interesting, my phone got like the hottest it has I remember you saying that. Yeah. But we- Yeah. We had the phone. I typically don't even have the phone on during a session. I know that you and I did have the phone on during ours. Mm-hmm. Because I can't remember why. But yeah, that was kind of interesting because with you or other people, I hang up and then I call people back. So yeah, that was kind of interesting that your phone had that. So where can they find you? Like Instagram, website, they want to get in touch with you. What do they do? Yeah. So Instagram, it's Happy Place Reiki. And I guess I can talk about that for a second. Yeah. So. I kind of, you know, when I started doing sessions on people, I habitually and kind of annoyingly would tell them all to go to their happy place in their mind because you're there for 60 minutes and it's a deep meditative state and anywhere that makes you feel comfortable. That's always how I felt I can concentrate best while meditating. So my happy place is actually in my backyard growing up. My dad had this awesome swing set and I would always swing on the swings towards the sky and always feel light and safe. And um, so lovely. Yeah. And he had this awesome, it was probably six or seven feet sunflower plant. And I would always 
swing towards this plant. And then that's how my logo came to be too, because it's a big Aww, sunflower. I love yeah. that. And you have these really awesome pictures of you like meditating in sunflowers. In my sunflowers. I yeah. know. I'm really trying to, to get with the, um, yeah, every like emoji I have on that Instagram is just all sunflowers. So um, I love it. yeah. So Happy Place Reiki is uh, my Instagram. You can find me on Facebook. My website is happyplacereiki.com. If you want to email me, it's happyplacereiki at gmail.com. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and you host events here in Columbus. Yes. So Nina and I have um, events at Wine on High every month that um, it's a tarot card Reiki kind of mini session so you can get yeah. acquainted with what it all is. And then on top of that, I actually, this is a new awesome development. So my sister, um, we were cut from a similar fabric, I guess, but <laughs> she's a yogi up in Cleveland. She's a yoga instructor and she's amazing. And um, we are doing a yoga and Reiki workshop up in Cleveland in Ooh, January. We had a lot Ooh, of Cleveland listeners. I want to go. Yeah. yeah. Like, Liz, 30 minutes away. <laughs> right. Um, so it's going to be called Free Flowing. And it's going to be January 13th. It's um, Prana Yoga and Dance Studio. This is actually the first time I'm like announcing it. Yay, so I'm super excited. So nice. um, it's in Broadview Heights, Ohio. And I'll be posting stuff on my Instagram about it. But kind of the whole, you know, preface of this event is... I don't know about you, but when I'm in a yoga class, sometimes my mind just wanders into what I have to do, you know, after, am I doing the position right? Like something, you know, mm-hmm. something that happened earlier in the day and you're really not concentrating on the energy movement through each pose. So her and I are really going to hone in on, okay, this is what you might feel when you're um, you're in tree pose or, you know, when you're in mountain pose, you should be standing strong and rooting down and feeling your root chakra. So it all kind of encompass um, focusing on that energy. And then you can take those tools not only into your next classes, but into your day-to-day. We'll do some cord cutting. and Sounds so lovely. Yeah. I'm really excited. It'll be fun to work with my sister too. You should bring that one to Columbus too. So I will be. um, I think that's going to be happening in February, actually at Namaste and Love. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that's in Gahanna. So I'll be announcing that when I get when I get the deets there too. Cool. Yay. Well, thanks so much for coming and chatting with us. Thank I you feel guys. like we talk about this stuff all the time. I know. This so is so fun. I'm glad our audience gets to get in on all the Reiki goodness too. Yeah. Yay. Thank you guys. You're welcome. All right. Well, a big thank you again for Megan. She got to come in person, which we love doing. I wasn't there, but I was there in spirit in Columbus. It's just like Reiki. You can feel the energy across the interwebs. <laughs> <laughs> the molecules. The molecules. Yes. Science. She talks about it. <laughs> if, again, if you want to check out Megan, if you're not local, I have done remote Reiki with her and so has Nina? Yeah. Question mark? Yeah. I have. Um, so you can, you know, make sure you check her out at Happy Place Reiki. That's her on Instagram. You can also find her at happyplacereiki.com and learn all about the wonderful work she is doing and more about her story. All right. We will catch you next week with a special solo episode from just me and Liz talking about our Empowered Voice Conference. Cheers.